everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. We are in 1 Samuel 17. And today, today's a fun day in the podcast studio because we've got Sagan back. Uh, Sagan's not on this recording, but she is running the the technology, the production equipment for us. She's here with baby Stevie Lee. So if you've been following along this year and you wanted an update, baby is healthy. Sagan and Keith are doing amazing, and we're glad to have her serving with us today. But sitting across the table from me is the one and only, our summer intern, Michaela Swink. Here I am. <laughs> She's back for 1 Samuel 17, a classic, really. It is. David and Goliath. You've heard of it? I'm going to let you just take it away. Okay. <laughs> so when I was looking through this this chapter, I so I am someone who grew up in the church, I've heard this story a bunch of times. Sure. I've taught this story a bunch of times. Sure. So when preparing for this for this podcast, I was I was kind of trying to be intentional about looking at it in a way that I've never looked at it before. Mm-hmm. So I was rereading it and I was like, hey, what's sticking out that doesn't normally? What might a listener of this episode not have caught the first time around? So if this is the first time that you've heard this story, welcome. If it's not, I encourage you to to really re- be reminded that the even the stories that you've heard a bunch of times that maybe grow boring in a sense, mm-hmm. that they're still God's word, they're still important. Yeah, that we can become complacent. Yeah, absolutely. When we, when we read them, maybe. Yeah. So if you read the story, which I hope you did. And if you haven't, Pause, Go ahead. Pause the episode. You can have it read to you on the app, the Join the Journey app, or the Join the Journey website. Go read the scriptures first. Yeah. You should do that every day. We'll be here waiting for you when you get back. Yeah. So Goliath is a giant, right? The verse 4 says about six cubits in a span, which now is probably around nine feet, six inches around so there. that's tall. It's pretty tall. Nine feet. Is anybody in the NBA nine feet tall? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Okay. But he's probably a descendant of the Anakites, Anakim, mm. right, that Joshua drove out in Joshua 11, which we talked about a little while ago. And also, when the Israelites came across them, they saw themselves as grasshoppers compared to Goliath's people, right, in Numbers 13. And so these guys are big, and it makes sense that the Israelites are going to be a little intimidated, right? Mm-hmm. And the author of this story clearly wanted to emphasize Goliath's military might, he talks about how heavy his armor is, how tall he is, how scary they are, right? And those are details that we can kind of skim over. Yeah. When, when we get those lists about his armor, his helmet, the shaft of his spear, that can kind of pass by us. Right. And it's easy to miss it or just to be like, yeah, I get it. He's tall. Mm-hmm. His stuff is heavy. But it's also like, man, when you're looking at Goliath versus David, mm-hmm. David's a shepherd boy, probably— small and skinny. That's mm-hmm. the way that I think. Scrawny. He's a little scrawny guy. And it makes sense that he would be intimidated. Like I said, he sees Goliath's military strength and it scared everyone else off. Mm-hmm. It scared off even King Saul. It scared off his brothers, everyone else who normally fights in Israel's army, right? Sure. And so I was I was just really struck by how he 
his shepherdness is contrasted with Goliath's strength, right? Mm -hmm. And yet being a shepherd boy is exactly what gave David the very confidence to fight with Goliath, to fight Mm -hmm. Goliath, right? And in verse 34, he talked about how whenever a lion or a bear would threaten his flock, he would fight them off and kill the predator. Sure. So because of this, he knows that he has the ability to strike down Goliath, who is threatening God's flock. Yeah, that's an important detail. Yeah. Because he says in 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Right. And then he's also giving God the glory. Right. There's a humility there that's so beautiful. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to reiterate that God prepares us ahead of time. Hmm. Maybe he has you in a season right now where he is preparing you for something that has is yet to come. And he created David to be a shepherd boy then. Maybe he didn't like being a shepherd boy. Maybe it was hard. Maybe it was tiring. He didn't really get a lot of glory being a shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. And yet, the things that he learned and the abilities that he got from being a shepherd boy is what led to his success against Goliath. That's so good. I think about that principle at play in my own life. I don't know if I've shared this with you. Yeah. Prior to coming to Watermark, I worked in college ministry, and every week we would do these announcement videos, silly videos, and we'd go in during the work week to this studio, and we would record silly announcement videos every single week, my coworker and I, and we would do them, and we'd be coached by um, a man who used to essentially record broadcasters for the College Station News. And then you fast forward the clock. I did this every week for two years, and I come to Watermark. COVID hits, and we start this thing called Watermark TV. And I remember being thrown onto a show, and David Peniel looking me in the eyes, being like, "You have to speak up. You have to talk." And 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 I don't I don't know this for sure, but I think they were a little nervous. Like, how is this institute kid gonna yeah. do? I mean, they didn't know me very well. I'd come recommended to be on the show, but like at the end of the day, they hadn't seen me ever be on camera. But what was crazy was all of those weeks doing these announcement videos had prepared me to step into Watermark TV. Right. And I just had no clue what God was up to. And then you fast forward the clock even more and join the journey as my job. And I'm doing these podcasts all the time. But you rewind the clock and it was silly videos that I thought were pointless. But I was practicing skills that were transfer- transferable. Right. And I had no clue what God was up to behind the scenes. So my question to you, Michaela would be, have, how have you seen God prepare you, just like he prepared David, just like I've seen him prepare me, or have you yet? Yeah. So I played volleyball for a really long time, right? right? All before college and everything. My whole life was volleyball for a long time. And the position that I was, it's called a libero. If you know volleyball— You wear the special shirt. I did wear the special shirt. It's the, it's the jersey that's a different color from the rest of the team— there are a lot of rules. If you ever want to talk volleyball with me, would love to. And But also, not only does Libero wear a special jersey, but they also act as a leader on the court. Hmm. The setter acts as a leader. The Libero acts as a leader, right? Like, they're different they're positions. Key roles. Right? Key roles, exactly. And especially in a Libero, they lead and they are in charge of how well the back row does, hmm. which is the first, like, Pass, right? Pass, set, hit. That's how it goes. Great. I, I actually needed that lesson. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you want me to draw you a diagram? No, it's all right. You go, keep going. And <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> and so, but it's the libero who has to be the most talkative. Hmm. Hey, you got that. That ball's out. I got it. 
You're calling the shots. You're calling the shots. You're telling them, hey, this server's going to serve shore. Watch for this corner, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And in order to be on the team I wanted to be on or to have that role, because you could, you know, be a DS is what's called a defensive specialist and not be the libero and not wear that jersey. You had, I had to learn how to speak up and I had to learn how to control the court in that sense. And I, that, I think drastically improved my ability to communicate with people and mm. my ability to speak up when things need need to be said. Um, I saw that off the court in church, the way that I'm interacting with people in high school, mm. stuff like that. It developed a communication skill in you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a shy, introverted child who didn't know how to do that, mm. and I had to because I wanted to make the team mm. and I wanted to get that position. So that's cool. I I mean I see that that communication ability in you now, just to encourage you. I mean, you've helped write a good handful of Join the Journey episode scripts this summer, and even hearing you communicate your ideas right now, you're very articulate. Thank you. It's just fun to see the fruit of that preparation. Yeah. I think there's such a good application there for everyone listening to be thinking about. How is God preparing you, or how has he prepared you in the past for something you're doing currently? And it can be really encouraging to reflect on how you've seen God at work uh, in ways that you maybe didn't realize he was yeah. growing you in, sanctifying you and challenging you. Um, and then you fast forward the clock and you're like, oh, God was at work in that. I, right. I was not privy in the moment. Yeah. Um, and all those small steps of faithfulness then are leading to your successes in the future. Yeah. And in its glory to God. It's yeah. not something you did. It's right. something God did exactly. in you. And I also wanted yeah. to wanted to mention on that same point of that the weapon, quote unquote, that David uses is a sling, right? Mm-hmm. And we think of it now because we've seen it in pictures and like drawings. the rubber band sling, yeah, of like a little toy catapult or mm-hmm. something. But like that's not what it was at all. In fact, it was a shepherd's tool using stones, probably the size of like a baseball, and wow. which is a Pretty big. Yeah, yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> that would. And it killed Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a shepherd's tool used by shepherds to control their sheep and to mm-hmm. guide them, make sure they were doing the right thing. And which just takes us back to what we were talking about, about preparation and the way that David prepared leads to his success later. Mm-hmm. And God used a method and a tool that David was comfortable with as a shepherd mm-hmm. to lead to something far mightier than he had ever anticipated, mm-hmm. that he had ever even dreamt of. Yeah which I just thought was really cool. That's so cool. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for sharing. I wish we could keep talking. I know. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.